Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast that helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Jam, what's up, what's up, what's up? Dude, not a lot. What's up with you? Um, You know what I was just thinking about and that I'm really excited about? What's that? Okay, well, I'm a scientist. That's the whole... <laughs> hey, okay, so why are you just not telling me this? <laughs> That's the whole basis of our podcast, but I felt like I needed to preface what I was about to say with that. Uh-huh. So I really like um, certain types of data, especially if it's already available to me and I don't have to analyze it. Yes. And on our podcast page, there is mm-hmm. data. Yep. And I've been creeping on the data and checking things out, and it's been really fun. And we have... Listeners in like 20 countries besides the United States. Yeah, which is pretty great. If you're one of those listeners in a different country, hit us up on social media. Let us know that you're listening. Yeah, say hi to us. I'm so excited. There's people in Mexico and Canada and Sweden, which is the best because that's where my favorite hockey player is from. We, and we have Australia and Mongolia. That is so cool. Mongolia, yeah. say hey to us. South Korea, give us a what's up. I'm so excited about this. This yeah. is so fun to me to watch it spread. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's also cool because it's like one or two or three in, in this country. It's not like we're like gone crazy yet. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool to think like, man, there's one person there. So it'd be cool to uh-huh. hear who you are. Like there's yeah. one person, person, one or two people in these different countries. So let us know who you are. Yeah, let us know who you are. Say hi so that we can say hi back and be so excited for new friends. Woo. Anyway, I just got really hyped about that. I've been like, oh my gosh, look at all this fun informational data. I just want to look at it and break it down <laughs> and think about it. So. I have a, a kind of funny story of something that happened this morning. Um, I, we had, <laughs> we didn't know this was going to happen. I think, I think my wife knew, but, um, we didn't, we weren't all in the know that a, an exterminator was going to come this morning. Mm-hmm. And so he showed up and he doesn't need us to really do anything. He just rang the doorbell, I guess, to let us know. And so we normally would, you know, put the dogs inside and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he just started doing his thing, spraying, you know, mm-hmm. he comes every quarter. And so it's preventative. And also we have some stuff that like, it's an older home. So we want to make sure that there's not any termites. And so mm-hmm. just a good idea. So he started going, walking around the house, doing his thing on the outside. Um, and he went into the backyard and, um, both me and then one of my roommates who lives in a different part of the house, were getting ready. And, uh, <laughs> because we didn't know he was going to come, um, my roommate said that he was getting ready and was definitely naked and definitely <laughs> looked out the window and definitely saw the exterminator and, you know, didn't expect that he needed to have his window closed because just to the backyard. And so he's pretty sure that the exterminator got a little bit of a, a show. Uh, so, so that was a funny and not super um, usual morning no. event. Is your roommate okay? I mean, is he the kind of person that's heartbroken that's, that that happened? Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I guess no one would pick that thing to happen, but I think he can take those kind of situations <laughs> in stride and make them into pretty funny stories. So yeah. <laughs> can you imagine just looking up? Did he make eye contact with him? Cause that'd be even better. <laughs> that would be, I don't know. I haven't heard for the full thing. I just heard this update via text earlier. Oh man. But, um, anyway, so that was my morning. That's um, good. What's happening in your world other than the, the stats stuff? Not a whole lot. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm here in Denton and I'm working in my last few days of research without classes starting yet Uh and just trying to make the most of my time before I, before it gets crazy again. So awesome. It's just been good. Even keel, easy going. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. 
what is the thing that I'm supposed to learn today? Well, though, and I mentioned this in our last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We the, gave a little bit of a tease. The idea uh-huh. for this came to me when I was with my sister and brother-in-law, and he was making us dinner. He makes this really good lobster pasta, and he put on some water to boil for the pasta, and he threw the lid on there. And I said, do you know why people put lids on pots while they boil? And he had an idea of what it might be, but Uh now I'm asking you. Okay. Why do people put lids on the pots when they're boiling water? Mm, Okay, good question. Um, Okay, my initial thought, I think, is just that, like, your your heat source, when you're boiling something on the bottom and heat rises and it feels kind of like if you just left it open the whole time that it would take longer to boil and it feels like maybe the heat would dissipate a little bit more because then the the top is open and it would like obviously everywhere else is room temperature so would it like kind of cool while one part's being heated with the other part cool so i kind of just thought like if i put a lid on it it prevents that traps the heat basically yeah trap yeah, traps it but also like because like if you put a lid on then you take it off you'll see like the steam or whatever the conversation mm-hmm. it's like okay definitely something's going on yes. so it's if i can keep a lid on that something that's going on then maybe it'll boil faster okay well i'm not going to tell you whether or not it will boil faster or whether or not your feelings are right but let's dive into what's going on the something going on that you see okay do you know what boiling point is what is the definition of a boiling point the temperature at which uh substance boils <laughs> yeah is that it? that's a little bit like when you say what is resistance and the answer is like the act of resisting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you just gave me <laughs> that is kind of it but that's like that's all i know i mean that's my honest that's your honest answer attempt. the act yeah. of resisting so boiling point is that boil that you see everybody knows what boiling is that is what happens when the vapor pressure of the liquid substance uh-huh is the same as the atmospheric pressure. Mm. So just living here on the planet, you look mind blown. I just thought of something, but keep going. About this? Yes. Well, yeah, it's related. Okay. Do you want to share it now? Well, I just was thinking about uh, a moment ago before we started recording, we are talking about how I have family that lives in Bolivia. Uh Uh-huh. They live in a super high altitude Uh area. Yes. Guess what? What? The boiling point is a lot lower. I was literally going to ask if you knew that. It's freaking crazy. They have to change a lot of stuff when they cook and there's like, mm-hmm. it would affect everything. I have thought about like, if I, what if I go there in a few years and I need to make coffee, it'll adjust. I have to adjust some stuff that I do. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like I realized all of a sudden like, whoa. Yes. It's going to, I'm going to understand this better here in a little bit. Well, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, now that you know the definition, do you think water always has the same boiling point? Because if I said, what is yeah. the boiling point of water? Everyone always says. 212 Fahrenheit. Yeah. Or that's 100 what, Celsius. That's what all, 212 Fahrenheit is what all the non-scientists say. I don't know the boiling point of water in Fahrenheit off the top of my head ever. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just 100 Celsius though, right? Right. So it's we like live, nice and easy. Right. We live in the world of science where, so to us, room temperature is 25, water boils at 100, water freezes at zero, and those are facts. And all my- so nice? Those (laughs) numbers are so convenient. They are. I love that. I wish I knew Celsius better. All my numbers of what things boil at and all of that Mm -hmm. is in a different 
category in my mind than what we're going to set the thermostat to. Yeah. I wish that we went by Celsius and everything, but it did come in handy when we were in Europe because I could figure out the temperature relative to that. I would do some quick conversions and say, that's probably this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been um, in a lot of different countries where I've had to do that. And I like every time I have to reteach myself the quick method, the like quick in your brain method to get a rough guess of what it is Mm -hmm. and every time i travel overseas again it's like i have to relearn that it just never stays yeah yeah so everyone always says yeah water boils at 100 or water boils at 212 and that is right if you're at sea level Mm -hmm. but it's not exactly right it doesn't change by a ton Mm -hmm. but because boiling point the definition is when vapor pressure meets atmospheric pressure Mm -hmm. that changes based on what atmospheric pressure is yes okay so at a at a higher altitude is it higher atmospheric pressure or lower Lower. So an atmospheric pressure, you can think of it as all the pressure from the atmosphere of the earth. Mm -hmm. So whatever gases and everything are up above us pushing down on the earth Okay. or coming down on the earth. Uh So all the pressure that's on us when we're walking and talking and all of that, if you're at sea level, that's one atmosphere of pressure. Okay. So that's the standardization or standard, I don't know if standardization mm-hmm. is a word. This They standardized boiling points with the one atmosphere pretty much. Okay. And it doesn't change just a ton, but mm-hmm. it is enough to change the way you cook or whatever. Okay. Okay. Another way to think of it that's a little bit easier than when vapor pressure meets atmospheric pressure, this was a, a way that my advisor gave me to think mm-hmm. about it, is that basically the water molecules that are turning into gas have to have enough pressure to push the atmosphere up. Okay, that does help me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was just, vapor pressure didn't mean much to me yet. Right. And vapor pressure is just the pressure that's from, as a result of the water that's turning to gas and hovering above that surface. So, so at a higher altitude, because there's like literally less atmosphere because Mm -hmm. you're up higher, Mm -hmm. like some of the atmosphere is actually below you now. Yes. um, Compared to, you know, where you, other parts of the earth. Yep. So there's just less pressure. Yes. Whoa. Less atmospheric pressure. So that vapor's like, all right, we're ready. We can push. It's yeah. a little bit easier to push now. Interesting. Gosh, okay. dang it. Okay. Wow. So now you know that mm-hmm. and you know the definition of boiling point. What do you think happens when you put the lid on the pot? What are we doing when we put the lid on the pot that could possibly change the way the water boils. Are we decreasing the atmospheric pressure? Or are we putting a barrier, I guess, or something like that? Mm, or? No. Decreasing the atmospheric pressure would be using a vacuum to remove air that's causing pressure. Mm-hmm. We do so this. get your vacuum cleaner and just put it right on top of the <laughs> <laughs> right on top of the pot and you're good to go. Yes, please do that. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> um, actually, we have this contraption called a rotovap. It's a ro- it rotates and it evaporates mm-hmm. liquid by boiling them off. But you can hook it up to a vacuum and suck the pressure out so that it boils at lower temperatures. Interesting. We have a video of that that we can put on Instagram that you can look at and see. So uh-huh. that is one way to make water boil faster. Okay. If we could vacuum, put it under a vacuum, suck away all the atmospheric mm-hmm. pressure, it would boil way lower and i have used that technique in my life before we do not have that in our 
And that's not what the lid's doing. That was, yeah. Okay. Not what the lid's doing. So I do not know. But wouldn't it be funny if we did just (laughs) like a vacuum cleaner up? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So you don't know. So I'll tell you. Yeah. I wanted to see if you could. There's serious in learning this. Say, if you try to synthesize an answer before giving the answer, you'll learn the given answer better, even if you're wrong. I believe that. I do wish that I could have landed on it somehow by some miracle. Just logicked it out, figured it out, but... Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Well, you're close. You're focusing on changing the atmospheric pressure. But the other thing that you can change is when vapor pressure meets atmospheric pressure. So you can change the vapor pressure. Okay. And the way you change the vapor pressure is by putting a lid on so that the vapor isn't going anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it condenses in on the lid. That's what we're really keeping in. Well, the lid keeps the all the water vapor there in the pot. Uh-huh. So there's a higher concentration of water vapor in that area. Mm-hmm. And as the water vapor pressure, the water vapor increases, the water vapor pressure increases, and it's going to get to atmospheric pressure faster. That is really cool. Is there a figure or number or estimate of like how much faster a pot of water could boil? with a lid on versus with it off? Uh, I actually looked into that to try and find out, I think. It'd be kind of cool if it was like quantifiable, like five minutes faster or something like that. Well, I think that one thing I read said it was like a minute faster. Uh-huh. But it would depend probably a lot on the amount of water that you have. Okay. And the headspace between where the water is and the uh, lid is. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's... Uh, so many other factors, so many other things that could come into play that it would not be reasonable or worth it to quantify that in our kitchens. Mm-hmm. I think that you can quantify that if you want in a lab. They probably have, I'm thinking I feel like I remember some knowledge about that. If I'm thinking mm-hmm. I want to boil this at this temperature, I would have to put it at this pressure. Yeah, But I don't think it really would be significant yeah i guess it's helpful to know that even if it's not significant it's at least a little bit faster it's worth doing it's like mm-hmm. if you're making spaghetti or whatever you gotta boil a big pot of water just go ahead and put that lid on because you know it'll at least be like maybe 30 seconds to a minute faster right and if it's a big pot it might be even faster than that yeah i had a situation one time where i was boiling water forever like i just never <laughs> got there i don't know what the heck was going on <laughs> It and was like, did I you was have like, a am I it? crazy? No, I didn't have a lid on it. That was That's funny. Part of it. I also had one of those like weird things with holes in it, inside of it, because I was planning on, uh, which might have had an effect. I don't know. Probably not. Did you put salt in it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole other thing that could change the way water boils that we're not going to talk about today. Not this time, but in a future time, maybe something like we like could that. probably do it in the next few. Yeah, but it's not, it's a whole other topic, so not yeah. enough for today. But I bet if you hold on to that forever boil story, okay, you'll have a little insight into what happened when yeah. we talk about. Oh, I'm salt holding on to the story. I was, it threw off our entire evening <laughs> dinner plan that time. So. <laughs> I was like, what? Am I crazy? Like, is science broken right now? This is supposed to work. Science was working exactly the way it was supposed okay. to. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> okay, so that's it. So now now tell me what you learned. Okay, so the better definition for boiling point is not what I said earlier, but it is <laughs> atmospheric. Sorry, it's when 
Oh, dang it. When vapor pressure mm-hmm. reaches a point that it can, would you say the word overcome? The atmospheric pressure on it? It's roughly equal. Roughly equal. Okay. It gets to the, the vapor pressure can build up as the water's getting hotter. It can build up to a point where it is equal to the atmospheric pressure. Mm-hmm. So that's what boiling point is. And so that comes into play because whenever we put a lid on the pot, Mm-hmm. The vapor um, that we're referencing when we say vapor pressure isn't going anywhere and escaping and mm-hmm. and you know going out into the air in, in our homes, and so if we keep that in, then it builds up its pressure faster because it's not also losing a little bit of it at the same time, mm-hmm. and so then it becomes equal with the atmospheric pressure a little bit sooner. Yes. Nice. That's it. That was a that was a fun one and also a simple one too. I feel like there was not much of a chance of me failing after <laughs> explaining what uh, what was not that challenging of a of an idea. Yeah, well, but also I do want to say that when things evaporate, there's an evaporative cooling effect, so it's possible as the vapor is leaving, it's also losing heat. And so there yeah. are other things that are coming into play besides that solely, I think. Yeah. But that is probably the biggest reason that it is effective right. to put your lid on your pot. And it's like, I mean, I guess room temperature is not super low compared to like, if you were outside boiling water in the dead of winter in Antarctica, I think probably the, I bet the like external temperature would have a much bigger effect. But we're talking like normal boiling, I mean, no, normal room temperature and standard boiling point ish stuff. And you're not right. in some weird part of the world. Then it seems like it'd be the biggest contributor Instead of just like, oh no, this 75 degrees kitchen is cooling me down really fast. Like that seems (laughs) unlikely. Also, there's probably, it would probably make a way bigger difference if you were boiling that water at the bottom of the ocean. Like if you could somehow (laughs) put yourself in a pressurized bubble so that your body is safe Uh and then put an air bubble around a pot boiling water, there'd be so much pressure at the bottom of the ocean. That's true. That that lid would probably really matter. And I bet it would be very hard for the water to boil under there. But that's a weird imagination that just came into my mind when you were talking about crazy places to boil water. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be so cool if we could have a little like art of someone boiling water at the bottom of the ocean. Like fish flying It's so crazy by. If, if you could get it at the bottom of the ocean and have like a pressure vessel and stuff like that, and all you do when you get there is just try to boil some water. But you'd have to boil the water outside of the pressurized vessel. Oh, yeah. You'd have to be pressurized to be safe, but the water would need to, to for the experimentoric to feel the full pressure. Interesting. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> There's probably some better things to do at the bottom of the ocean than Yeah. That. The ocean is crazy cool. Yeah. The first time I ever went scuba diving, I thought... Um, what am I doing here in this water Yeah, where sharks live? Yeah, like everything about where this is is not supposed to be where I can survive. Yes, it it is crazy. It is very, yeah. it's amazing and terrifying and beautiful. Like not even the animals. It's like just the same as outer space. It's like, yeah, like alone, I can't survive. Mm-hmm. I can't just be in outer space. I can't just be under the ocean. Uh-huh. Like, it's crazy. I, like I don't have anything I need here. And isn't it amazing also that we developed the science and technology to where we could make ourselves be there? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. So that's it. That's what I have for you. Awesome thing. That was great. I feel good about myself because there was low risk of me failing hard. And also (laughs) it was like 
like a fun one to learn. And now you'll think about it. One thing I do, though, is think about the fact that I should put a lid on the pot to make it boil faster, but I don't really want to dirty up another dish and I just won't. Yeah. And true. I think about that consistently. Yeah. So. And then you can't really see yet if it's boiling. That's the other thing too. Like if you're doing a few other things, you have to go take the lid off to do that. So if you're like chopping something or whatever, it's like yeah. just one more thing you have to like move. <laughs> so it might not really matter a ton for those of you cooking at home, but yeah. you at least know you are knowledgeable and can make a decision based on the information that you have, whether or not you want the water to boil faster with the lid yeah. or slower without. So you can make a conscious decision instead mm-hmm. of a haphazard one. Mm-hmm. So Melissa and I have a lot of ideas for topics of chemistry of everyday life, but we want to hear from you. So if you've got questions or ideas, you can reach out to us at, on Gmail, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, Your Life, to share thoughts and ideas. And if you enjoy this podcast, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like it, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jan Robinson. Jan Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Kiwasong, who reviewed this episode. Thank you.